Welcome to Backlist and Chill. I am Ollie from near Philadelphia. I'm Cinna from Ohio. Yeah, yeah. And today we are talking about a book two, or was it volume two, of the Kieshara Snake Charm. I like how you had to kind of hesitate there for me. You're like, mm, is this a book? I don't know. <laughs> it says it's a book. <laughs> I'm not sure a plot happens. This book is by Amelia Atwater Rhodes, and let's talk about what we're drinking, because that's the most important part to me right now. Always. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about mine, because I want to hear about yours, so I'll tell you about mine first. Today, today on Backlist and Chill, Ollie is drinking absinthe. Who would have fucking known? Not me. But because Ollie's fucking car decided to have way too many problems, Ollie couldn't get to the grocery store and get the delicious ginger ale that Ollie likes. Mm, <sighs> so I figured something out. I did uh, the tea again, but this time I did some Moroccan mint. And mm. since I only really had half an hour to figure this shit out, I took mm-hmm. both trays of ice cubes and I ran the mint tea like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth over the ice between two cups. To, Interesting. To cool it the fuck down. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And then I took, like, two scoops of turbinado sugar and poured a little bit of hot water over it, mixed that shit up until it was completely dissolved. Then I added an equal amount of absinthe to it, so I've got, like, absinthe sugar water. Or sugar syrup, because it really was mostly, it was mostly sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, just enough hot water to melt it. Uh, yeah, so I've got a kind of iced mint tea that has been sweetened with absinthe sugar. It's pretty good. I really like it icy cold. I wish I had a big block of ice that I could just keep putting it on because I have a whole bunch of um, tea and it's kind of at room temperature now as opposed to the stuff that I did get through, you know, sieve through the ice. But it's refreshing, unlike this book. (laughs) But you were going for like a cooler... Yes, drink, right? yes. Okay, cooler good. and green, which even though it was always going to be absinthe, as we knew, mm-hmm. cool, green, minty, kind of going for like a summery, hot feel, you know, all things that, again, this book, I wouldn't know if it's summer. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what are you drinking? So I found a drink called a cobra style cocktail, which was created in honor of that cobra that escaped from the Bronx Zoo a couple years ago. Oh my goodness. I stand that cobra um, much more than any cobras in this book. (laughs) So uh, it is tequila, orange juice, of course. Of course. Lime juice and grenadine. And it Mm. makes it a pretty like orangish color. I was going for like garnet cobra. Yeah, no, your pictures are one always gorgeous, but this one was extra gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I took like 30 photos, so I appreciate that. (laughs) Worked out. But I did discover that uh, I cannot hold my tequila because I've taken approximately three drinks of this. (gasps) Three sips And I can't feel my toes. No! Well, you know what? That's fine. Because I'm ready to tear this fucking book apart. Me too. Let's do it. Okay. So this is my, I was going to say least favorite book, but I'm going to go with most hated book. Ooh, okay. By this author um, that I'm aware of because I haven't read all of them. I will just say that right now. I didn't mm-hmm. like it when I read it the first time, and I didn't like it even more again this time. <laughs> and I know that we had other opinions about other books, and like I didn't like some of the other ones. But like this one I look at, and it doesn't have the saving graces of some of the other ones, which is to say characters. 
So that's why I'm going to say that this is my most hated book. I'm just getting that right up front so that I don't have to wait until the end to say no. I don't like this book. Good. Shall I read you the synopsis of this book that I do not like? Please do. Great. All right. Snake Charm by Amelia Atwater Rose. Zane Cobriana, Cobra Shapeshifter, thanks the gods every day for Danica, his hawk pair bond, and the peace their union has brought to the avian and serpiente. Soon, Danica will have a child to carry on their royal line, but what should be a happy time is riddled with doubt. Sifka, an ancient falcon, has arrived from Anmeek, claiming that one of her people is hidden in their midst. The falcons are more powerful than the avians and Serpiente combined, and Sifka shows nothing but contempt for Zane and Danica's alliance. To Zane's horror, his own people seem just as appalled as Sifka is by the thought of a mixed-blood child becoming heir to the throne. Is Sifka's lost falcon just a ruse to stir up controversy among them? The truth lies somewhere in their tangled pasts, and the search will redefine Zane and Danica's fragile future. Mm-hmm. First off, that was really difficult to read. Just, like, from a perspective of the words, like, the sentences kept seeming like they were ending. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was more, which I'm going to go with is very emblematic of the book. Mm, okay. That blurb sets up exactly how I feel reading the book. Did you think the sentence was over? It's not. Did you think <laughs> the book was over? It's not. I love it. I also love your pronunciation of some of these words because, like, obviously this has its own made-up language and, yeah. you know, we've we've never had a cause to say these words out loud. Which ones? Which ones? Most of them? Okay, I it took me a really long time to figure out what the fuck you meant by on meek. What do you call it? Uh, I just pronounced it Amic. Amic? Uh, om, omnic, Onic, whatever. Uh, onyx. I just, I didn't Unique. do the E. I'm pretty sure that's how it is. We could look it up. We can. We found an old school pronunciation guide. Okay. Onmik, you are correct. It is Onmik. Onmik. How about Sifka? Am I right on Sifka? She is not listed, but... <gasps> I can't imagine another way to pronounce that, so... It's just one of those things where it's like, why wouldn't you start with all of your character names? I know, right? I I swear to God, there was some pronunciation guide that had Siet on it because it, it said Set, and I was like, mm, no. <laughs> Lying liar who lies. <laughs> but Set's not on this one, like oh. at all. Well, you know why? Because he doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you're, you're... Nobody cares about him. <laughs> but you're going to such lengths. To catalog your own world, right? So, like, yeah, just start with pronunciations of everybody's name. Like, there's Aubrey in here. I know how to fucking pronounce Aubrey. There, Rizika is not in here either, which I'm very offended by. This is so odd to me. Like, I would just start with the first book I published, which I have done none, of course, and just like work from there. I like that cell phone right there. You're like, I would start with the first book I published. If not I that was I've a published author, any. of which I am not, I would do these <laughs> things. Judge, judge, judge. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that's the blurb, and it's got spoilers, but like, it's not wrong. It's just as boring as the book is. <laughs> You're correct. I've literally already forgotten it. <laughs> right did i even read the blurb i don't remember <laughs> who cares moving on i feel like fucking ruby rod but who cares <laughs> <sighs> 
Like this time, like last time with Hawksong, I felt so bad. I was like, anybody who likes Hawksong, I'm sorry. I do not. I've I've come to not like it. It's it's wow surprised at how much I I found the story that we remember is not even on these pages. Mm-hmm. This one I couldn't remember shit about it except that like falcons show up and that I hated it the first time I read it. So that like anyone who's like Snake Charm's one of my favorite books, I want to just take their little baby faces in my hands and be like, <laughs> please read anything else. I beg of you. <laughs> Because there's no reason for this book to be anyone's favorite. <laughs> I love that. Like, this time, there will be no apologies. <laughs> Ollie makes no apologies this episode on Backlist and Chill. That's so great, because when we were first discussing this, the venom with which you discussed snake charm was palpable. And here we are discussing snake charm, and you're just like, Fuck! <laughs> My eyes are on fire. I'm like, I still hate it. I've got like two fucking decades almost, right? Of this secret shame of how much I hate this book. Why secret? Because I couldn't tell anyone how much I hated this book. Well, fair. Fair, fair, fair. Plus also like, all right, so earlier on Twitter, I was like, I'm reading this book and it's super boring. And also there's some shit that I feel uncomfortable about in it. And a bunch of people were like, oh, what book so I can avoid it? And I'm like, you will never read this book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you're not going to run into it. It's an old YA. If you really need to know, you can message me. Like, I'm reading it for a podcast. That's the only reason I'm reading it. (laughs) I love that. You're like, you know what? It's not relevant to anybody or anything. The only thing that is relevant is that I'm bored out of my fucking skull. I'm just (laughs) venting on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, Right. You're like, listen, I need to release the pressure. Please don't ask. (laughs) Sin is asleep. Someone just tell me it's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try to be there. I love being there when you because usually we do this thing where we're like, no, we can't talk about it on Twitter. We have to save it for the podcast. This time you were just like, fuck, for like two straight hours. <laughs> for two days. For two days. It was great. I would hear my phone going off and I'd be like, well, I can't look at it now, but that's going to be fun later. Like, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to let them them marinate. (laughs) I'm going to let them get it out of their system. (laughs) Have you you watched uh, Disenchantment by any chance? No, I haven't. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Um... There's this one character who's like um, the queen, Queen Una, and she takes these drugs and she runs around the castle with her eyes like super wide going, uh, <laughs> like, that's me about this book. Picture Ollie. <laughs> a literal picture of me. <laughs> uh, well, but, okay. So the reason that I wanted to talk about it with you on DMs on Twitter mm-hmm. is that last time when we recorded Hawk Song, we had to record it twice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the second one was our better one because we had already talked about it once before. Mm -hmm. So I feel like same thing now with Snake Charm. I've already talked about it a bit, so I already know where my most blood-boiling moments. Right. You've sort of distilled it into the big things. Yeah. And, And that's why I am no longer ashamed and I will not apologize for how much I hate this book. I love this. (laughs) <laughs> you're like oh no ollie unplugged <laughs> i do because usually it's just like oh yeah this book sucked this was stupid whatever but now it's just like you know you're screaming into a microphone and the <laughs> japanese character for rage is appearing on your forehead like we're going 
Right. Back to our format. Do you want to talk about the cover? Uh, yeah, I actually don't have my cover up here with me. Why don't you tell me about your cover and I'll tell you about my shade Okay, cover. well, the problem, um, is my cover is so detailed. It's this, like, gray flag. <laughs> it's got, like, a black stripe. <laughs> <laughs> and on the side, in nice gold lettering, it says, Snake Charm, all caps, and the Natwater Roads, and the Delacorte Press. And then the back, where the blurb would be, they knew there was nothing inside. So there's nothing there. <laughs> Do you not have a copy with the actual cover? I put it away. Oh, okay. All I've right, got well. my I got my real good hucking copy. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to just Google the cover? Yes, please. Okay. Snake 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 charm cover, please. Yeah. Google. But I did take a nice picture of it. Um you and did. it's very shiny. It's very pretty. So I, I have the um I guess while you're doing that. I do have a copy of the hardcover first edition and it's too big for all the other books because this is the moment, children fellow friends, adults. We all remember. Mm, we do. <laughs> this is the moment when Outwater Road's books got too big <laughs> for the shelves. And they stopped. they stopped fitting. And, like, on the one hand, it's nice that there are these nice hardcover books, right? Good, good size. Except that this, you, you see how short these books are once they get to this bigger size. Yeah. Because this book is 167 pages and still somehow too long too long oh my god (laughs) i remember messaging you being like i have 50 more pages why (laughs) (laughs) what could you possibly have to do that's such a mood i hit like the last three chapters and i was just like what are these about (laughs) what could they be about we finished we're done Anyway, oh my God. what you got? The cover. Um, You know what I love about doing books from this era is that unless somebody has gone to great lengths to preserve them, like with the L.J. Smith cover resource, mm. it's really hard to find high resolution images of the covers. Ooh. Because, you know, there just weren't, people just weren't doing like digital circulation of the covers back then. So you just get like shitty tiny thumbnails. You don't get these high quality things that people use for cover releases and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I found a scan of the Snake Charm audiobook narrated by Norm Lee that has the cover on it. So I'm going to do that even though I have a copy downstairs. I'm super lazy. So it is that same picture of Zane that was on Hawk Song. Cliff Nielsen phoning it in. We love you. <laughs> Cliff Nielsen, like, listen, I paid for this stock photo and I'm going to use it. By God, I'm going to use it. So it's Zane's face as same as in Hawk Song, except it's been flipped. He did that. Um, <laughs> and it's overlaid with a sort of collage of a big old cobra and snake skin and a bunch of scales and kind of like tribal tattoo looking stuff, which is a big question mark. <laughs> question mark um you know some snake skin like textures and and just not a lot of snake stuff which you know fine there's also i think they're meant to be bird feathers probably falcon feathers if i had to guess that's a good question and it's kind of green but also kind of brownish and i don't know i like this cover in theory like i like the composition of it and stuff but i find the execution really muddled and kind of uninspiring that's kind of how i felt about the cover always yeah 
There's a zoomed-in version, I remember, from when it went to paperback. Mm, yes, where it's just Zane's face and the cobra. Yeah, and it's, like, more blue and green. Yeah, which I appreciate, because at least they, like, pulled some cohesive color into it, you know? At least you changed the fucking picture a little. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's the regular cover. And I'm not going to describe it, but I did read the digital omnibus. Oh. So I had that awful... Um, the gold one? The omnibus cover, yeah. Which is just like, man, if you haven't seen that, look Wait, it up. I don't even know what it's trying to be. It's just a picture that somebody made and they bought. It was literally on DeviantArt. It was. Which, like, good for you, you got paid by Random House. But right, as we like fuck to you, say, random house get paid. But <laughs> yeah, they really slacked off. But you know what? This book fucking slacked off, so I'm not mad about it. <laughs> right, but you know what? Fuck you, Snake Charm. No, you know what? Not even fuck you, Snake Charm. Just Snake Charm. Go in a corner and masturbate because I don't. Even, <laughs> nobody wants to fuck you. Oh my god, I hate this book. I like. I opened it and I'm like, ugh, <laughs> ugh you gross. You smell bad. Right, you don't even smell good. <laughs> All right, so do you want to attempt to roughly tell us what it's about? Like, not chapter by chapter, but yeah, just yeah, like... Yeah. I will do my best. So Snake Charm picks up four months after Hawksong. So it says. Uh, <laughs> so it says. Time. What is time? Flat circle. Anyway, <laughs> Danica and Zane and everybody seems to be doing fine, but they're visited by a, ha- or a falcon who tells them that uh, she is looking for an escaped falcon convict who is probably hiding in their lands she uh gives them uh, it's so confusing like she's like oh i'm here to tell you that i'm gonna search for a falcon in your lands um i'm not really going to search like actively myself i'm gonna tell you to do that but i'm also gonna tell you that you're never gonna find the falcon and i'm gonna give you nothing to help you i'm not gonna help you i'm sort of just here to tell you that this is gonna be a like a plot Welcome to the plot! This is this is what is going to, like, make up the action, finger quotes, portion of this book. Uh, they start freaking out because, of course, like, the falcons are scary, they're super powerful, they got all this magic. The first time you see Sifka... She's literally as old as, like, the entire civilization. Yeah, she's, like, literally as old as their gods. I wish it was just, like, a name being like, oh, uh, I down. am the Sifka, yeah. That, mm, we'll get into it. I, I find things about the Falcons interesting. But yeah, it is kind of, it's one of those power creep things where you're like, so you're thousands of years old. You were a contemporary with our mythological, like, mother figure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and you're super powerful. Like, she, she does shit. The Falcons bring such a wild level of magic into these books that wasn't there. For sure. Like... They do shit that we were seeing in, like, book one of the Den of Shadows. Yes. Like, They're vampires. people's minds and shit. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I live forever. I've been around since your mythological mother figure. I can read your mind. I can bind your power. Blah, 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 blah. I can lash out with my power. I can oh, yeah. change my shape. Beyond that they don't need to drink blood and that they can... Oh, no, wait. Some of them can go out in the daytime, too. All right. Beyond that they don't need to drink blood to survive, mm-hmm. they're basically vampires. Yeah. Which, I guess, makes sense in the, the sense that they're all descended from the same shit, right? Shh. Spoilers! 
but I mean, like the vampires and the shapeshifters, they all yeah, come from yeah, the yeah. same. Yeah, they're source. all from the same same magic source. Yeah, the fucking god was like, I don't know, I'll just do the same thing, but you get to be a falcon. <laughs> right, you get to you get to be a falcon, but all the time. Whereas this guy can be a falcon sometimes, and these guys can just do painting good. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> And you like kink like like a lot more than other people. <laughs> you can, this is, you guys we're gonna gift you with the power of kink. <laughs> Which is also like I feel like an aspect of Omnic. Omnic. Because he like brings the gift of bondage or whatever, and I was like, I see that. <laughs> I see that. He's the kinky god. He's the <laughs> What's the chains, man? He asks you to stay very still, and if you don't stay still, he'll whip you. <laughs> oh no, please don't. <laughs> Said like a true falcon. Oh no, please, sir. Please, my living god. Oh, your whips are so merciful. Anyway. <laughs> How dare I even suggest that they are not. Please give me more. <laughs> oh. oh, it's kink all the way down. Anyway. So. Turtles. Sifka. Right, so she shows up. Yeah, Sifka's there. She's like, find me a falcon. They're like, sure. Sure. We gotta go. They don't really participate in the falcon thing a lot. It just sort of falls into Sifka's last lap eventually. Well, no, she, I, I picked up on it this read that like she set up a test, blah, 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 to out the falcon. And I'm like, all right, I guess so. You're lucky the fucking falcon was there, but whatever. Right. Well, but that doesn't even happen until like three quarters of the way through the book. Because the rest of the time we're too busy with the other plot. Yeah, so then you're, you're introduced to what you think is going to be the subplot of this book, which is that Danica is pregnant and she and Zane instantly start worrying about the future, which I, you know what, fine, you're ruling two warring kingdoms. Yeah, you got to worry about shit like this. But they introduce all of these conflicts, which I think are the more interesting thing to be addressing here, right? Like They definitely are. What Are the snakes going to accept a leader who is potentially all bird? Would the right? birds accept a leader that was potentially all snake? They don't know. They've never had this happen before. Right. So the, the child just brings up all of these questions that are really interesting and obviously a huge problem that needs to be fixed. But that feels so in the background of the Falcon plot that yeah. when the Falcon Well, because Zane is literally running around being like, we got to find a Falcon. We got to figure out what to do. We won't yeah. let her take someone. Blah, blah, blah. But also Danica's pregnant. She We've known for literally 24 fucking hours. And it's just like everyone is hovering around her and i'm just like i hate this book <laughs> so it's back and forth between that it's like oh no what are we gonna do about the child etc cetera, etc cetera. and then it's like oh sifka's looking for this falcon she she keeps coming up to me and being like hey where my falcon and i'm like i don't know man i literally have no way of finding it i literally can't i don't even know what they look like what their crimes are you won't even tell me their gender because i wouldn't be able to recognize them right that feels like it's gonna be important but it's actually it's not. not it doesn't matter none of it matters Eventually, they go back to the keep where Sifka does her final test, which is to basically hold Danica at knife point and be like, hey, Falcon, hope you care about this queen because if you don't show yourself, I'm going to do a stab. I love where she's like, I really hope that uh, this Falcon is loyal to you because otherwise they're going to flee and I'm going to tear down this keep and murder everyone in it. <laughs> right? Oh, no, wait, that's Araceli. Is that Araceli? At the oh, no, it that's is. right. Sivka gives up. Sivka gives up. As we learn later, she was never there to succeed. 
Right. Whatever. It's the worst. I found one falcon, but you're not the right falcon, so whatever. I'm going home. I hate hawks and snakes, and your uh, life is going to fail, and you're going to die alone. Goodbye. I'm not going to put an end to this. I'm just going to let you see it play out horribly. Uh, so she leaves, and then 20 minutes later, Araceli shows up. Presumably, they passed each other in the okay, air. Okay, wait. That's when I got all string theory. Because the book says for the next several days, which I go by this, and I know I'm fucking ridiculous, but whatever. It goes a couple, which is two, a few, which is three, and then several, which is four or more. So I can only <laughs> okay. assume four. To me, when I read it the first time, it felt like it was literally the next page. Aristotle okay, was there. And, it, and here's the problem, because it says the thing, but then it goes right to, like, the conversation that they clearly had immediately after Sifka left. So it's like, oh, over the next several days, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you know what? I actually think that that was the thing. Like, it said over the next several days, but then, like, it did feel like it skipped back to that same night. Exactly. Where it was like, okay, wait, I can maybe even find it because it's not hard because the book is so goddamn small. Right? Yep, I found it. I found it. Chapter 14. The next several days seemed surreal contrasted with the encounters of the ones before. Okay, that's the beginning of the, the chapter. Then... Danica dealing with the crowds, him recognizing the people's need to be reassured, rumors to travel fast. But Kel approached me at dusk to discuss Falcons and her temporary position as flight leader. It's not going to be four days later where this woman walks up and goes, so I'm flight leader now? It's going to be that day. Right. The next several days were really weird, but back, back up, back up. Like, maybe it was your intention for several days to pass, but they didn't. Either way, this book is terrible at communicating the passage of time. Yeah. Sometimes it takes them a whole day to get between the Snake Palace and the Hawk's Keep. Sometimes they're there before fucking lunch. Sometimes it's still morning. Even then, it doesn't feel like the passage of time matters. Mm. Like, it feels like it's all happening immediately one after the other, where things can't. Like... Sifka can't just leave and then in the next scene have Araceli show up because they live far away. Like she has to go there, brief Araceli and the Empress, and then Araceli has to come back. Sifka has to get there, which is going to even on a falcon's wings, is going to take at least a day because it takes like a regular avian several days. She's like, oh, it's going to take me, you know, some time. So let's assume that a regular avian would take three days and let's just say a falcon can do it in one. Plus, they they shoot all this stuff at you where she's like, oh, yeah, the Falcons, time is different for them. So she could come back in 10 years and act like it was yesterday, you know. So why are you being so quick about this shit? Right. You're just primed for this to be like a really slow process. And then, bam, next scene, Araceli is holding a knife to Danica's throat. Yeah. Like, where my kid? It's ridiculous and it's terrible and I hate it. <laughs> it's just because of that. It's really, there were so many times in this book where I stopped and I was like, wait, how long has it been? And you shouldn't <laughs> you be doing You told me at that. one point, so I just kept shooting you messages being like, okay, now it's evening. Okay, now it's morning. Okay, <laughs> now it's evening. And you're like, thank you for telling me. Thank you for keeping track. Right? Because like, I didn't know. And like, I shouldn't be noticing that. I sh- it no. should not be a thing. You should not be noticing that. Yes. You don't yes. care. 
I don't I care. care. <laughs> we've we've discussed this in our all yeah. just glass review. Exactly. I don't give a shit. You're like, I didn't even realize it took place in 24 hours because it shouldn't have because too much shit happened. <laughs> right? Like, I don't care. But if you're if you're telling me like these things and then immediately like yeah. contradicting these things, then I'm going to notice. And you were the one who, who remembered how long they'd said in Hawk Song it took to get from the keep to the to the palace, the right. snake palace. Right, because we discussed it. So I looked and it was a full day. Don't tell me yeah. it takes a full day and then have them run back and forth every other scene. Oh my God, right? Don't be like, oh my God, we've got a great idea. Quick, let's go tell my mom. Hey mom, we're only here for like five <laughs> seconds to find out because we really want to be, you know, leaving for the snake keep at first light. Okay, we got back to the snake keep and it's still morning. Like, no. <laughs> I'm picturing I'm picturing that the exposition scene from Clue where they're just running through the house like <laughs> and then he came in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they're constantly not able to catch their breath and it makes me as the reader like, oh, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> it just for me it really scales down the book series to think of them all basically living in the same neighborhood, right? Yeah, it, it makes it, like, okay, well, if you're basically fucking on top of each other and it takes, like, three hours by goddamn horseback, um, <laughs> no wonder you're fighting constantly. Right. Fighting over the same resources. And again, it rolls me back to the idea of, where are your people? Where are they mm -hmm. living? Like, you say you're a kingdom. You're not a kingdom. You're a fucking chess piece in the <laughs> middle of the goddamn forest. I don't understand. This is the first time we ever get mention of uh, lands, because they mention that Valine, the Raven Scholar, lives on the outskirts of the Hawk's lands. Yeah. So, like, that's implied in there that they have land that people live on, but we don't see it. It's only no. mentioned to, like, establish where Valine might be. <laughs> Reading a fanfic and getting a better idea of what these areas look like. Yeah. Shouldn't be the goddamn case. No. Shout out, Raven. <laughs> Doing good. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. We love you. Keep going. It's just, it's so bare bones, which it's 163 pages or whatever. Of course it's bare bones. <laughs> like, but also, it has nothing in it. So what are you wasting your time on? <laughs> anyway, so back to the plot. Right. Araceli shows up. She's like, all right, I'm sick of this bullshit. So if you came back and was like, couldn't find anything. And I was like, fuck you. You didn't try hard enough. <laughs> So I'm going to knife your queen unless the falcon shows themselves. Oh, no, because uh, Sifka finds Kel. Yeah, and Sifka's like, you're not the one I'm here for. Yeah. Like, even though Kel is a member of uh, the Empress Sharsa's elite fucking guard who, like, ran away with information that could, like, tear worlds apart. Like, I, I don't know, care right? about you. I'm here for, like, my sister's son. I'm here for my, my nephew. Back off. That that establishes, like, it outs Kel so that, okay, we have one falcon here that is one of the few named characters, you know, that we've finger quotes gotten to know. But yeah, she's like, uh, you're not the one I came looking for. You can keep your microfilm or whatever and just stay here. I hate this place. <laughs> you conspiracy theorist. <laughs> you this deserve this place. This backward land won't believe you. I'm leaving. So... Aracelia comes back. She's like, no, not good enough. I want my kid. Ray comes up and he's like, surprise, it was me. I'm the kid. He telegraphs. So knowing this secret on this second read through, mm -hmm. he telegraphs it so fucking much. I don't know how all of them don't see right through him. He continues to be bad at his job. I he, he is bad at his job. I like that he acknowledges how bad he is at his job in this <laughs> book. 
but like too little too late. I had a good laugh though. I did <laughs> laugh real hard when he's like, I let my emotions interfere with protecting the Falcon, even though that could have threatened our kingdom. And I'm like, mm, yeah, you yeah, did, mm, bud. Thanks for noticing. I sent you a fucking screenshot of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you are correct, Ray. You should have resigned a while ago. Yeah. And then Danica's like, no, you can't. And I'm like, Danica. <laughs> <laughs> Danica, let him go. He's so bad at his job. <laughs> Danica. Danica should have fired him last book. <laughs> Let the snakes train a new one. They're clearly better Seriously. at this. Seriously. Uh, so it turns out that Ray is the falcon that Danica was friends with as a child, who disappeared the same day that she and Ray were attacked on the battlefield. Like 10 years ago. Right. And it's established that the Falcons have super hacks magic. Uh, they can do basically whatever the plot requires. Fact. And in this case, they can, in in the effort to heal somebody, they can kind of take their pain or their injury into themselves, which also takes like their essence, like their forms and stuff and absorb it into themselves. And apparently yeah. when baby Ray tried to do this to actual Ray, Ray died anyway. And baby Ray ended up absorbing too much and he became a crow instead of a falcon. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, I was stuck for several days and, you know, passed out. So therefore I was in that form. And it took me several days before I could even turn back. And at that point, like, I guess, fuck it. Right, and the Falcons are literally white supremacists, so I couldn't go back because I was, uh, you know, a monster in their eyes, so I just stayed here and assumed Ray's life. I had tainted royal blood. Like, as much as I find the Falcons really interesting, Mm -hmm. they gross me the fuck out. Yeah, we'll get there. Anyway... So, um, Ray reveals himself. He says, Mom, I don't even remember how to do Falcon stuff. And she's like, it doesn't matter. You're coming home with me anyway. So she takes Ray and uh, Kel chases after them because she doesn't want to let Ray go. I'll never let go, Ray. I'll never let go. (laughs) They, and they disappear from the book. For what did we decide it was? Like 17 days or something? There were like three days of actual plot happening and then a fortnight later we wrap up the book. So here's the problem. Like this takes place, I want to say like three quarters of the way through, right? Like this is kind of the climax of the story. Yep. So Araceli's departure. Araceli is there for, I think, only chapter 15. Page, you know, 120. They're gone. We will never see them again. We must figure something out because we're small fucking children. And then Valine shows up on page 158. We get the word Valine, right? It's like Mm -hmm. the bottom of page 157. They're only back for like 10 pages. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So Araceli fucks off with the Falcons, who have thus far dominated a lot of our time and thought space right when we could have been spending it you know doing what we do for the next 40 pages right so danica and zane that's his name the narrator of the book zane dane and zanica (laughs) they spend a few pages trying to like frantically trying to figure out how they can get them back and how can we lawyer the falcons and the problem is they're so removed from the falcons and so comparatively disempowered that there's literally nothing that the king and queen of the avians and the serpiente can do yeah there's nothing they feel like children reading this section no for sure 
everyone's like, no, I won't accept it. And I'm like, the only reason I'm going to allow this is because I know that you get them back. (laughs) Otherwise, you should be being like the adults in your lives going, huh, the Falcon Land, you say? Well, I don't even know where that is. (laughs) Right? But instead, Zayn and Annika are like, no, we're going to go talk to the dancers. We're going to talk to the only person we know who's been to see Falcons. And we're going to try to find a way to find them back. And they literally sleep through figuring out how they're going to get them back. Our narrator is asleep. While Valine and Aisha, the leader of the snake dancers, look through like ancient texts and find some bullshit law that means that they can reclaim at least Andreos. At least Andreos. Kel comes with purchase. But again, Zane and Danica can't do anything. So they literally just have to sit there while the thing that's been the main plot of this whole fucking book is resolved off page. Yeah. It's heinous. When I got to this part, I like I spent most of this book being just sort of ambivalent to indifferent about it. I was just kind of bored, but I wasn't like really impassioned one way or the other. When I got to this part, I was like, this is on par with Hawk Song. In terms was just like the most incomprehensible ending. I thought Hawk Song's ending was pulled out of thin air or someone's ass. This one said, but wait, there's more. (laughs) Right? How can you turn a book that should have been all about Danica and Zane continuing their journey to like figure out like each other and their kingdoms and their child like that should have been this book but then yeah. you shoehorn this fucking falcon plot into it Who and you have the cares about them we didn't care about them right and then you have the fucking gall to resolve that off page yeah of your less than 170 pages he spent most of the goddamn time dealing with these falcons and then you're like it happens off screen with some bullshit right because you've written yourself into a corner because you can't you don't have the page count to send zane and danica on an expedition to the falcon lands so you literally just send a fucking messenger off on a side quest i guess we'll see them later like yeah This story, the Falcon story, should have been a different book, or it should have been told from somebody's perspective who was fucking affected. Yeah, like, I mean, I know you and I had that conversation about, like, whose point of view should this have been, because it definitely shouldn't have been Zane's. It feels like it's needed to set up some shit that happens for book three, but I also feel like the shit that happens in, or I guess book four, what happens in book four, but then realizing you need to write book three to make it make sense, like, Book three wouldn't have existed. We could have just gone book one, book two, book four, if you had just dealt with what the plot should have been, Mm -hmm. which is, oh shit, now we have to find a way to combine our two worlds because we are literally combining them in a child. Right. And that's, you know, after Valene fucks off and the other plot gets resolved off page, that becomes the climax of Snake Charm is resolving this thing that feels like it's been a subplot. Which is, you know, Zane and Danica figuring out how they're going to raise a child and how it's going to affect their kingdom. <laughs> but I hated it so much when it was the subplot, because, like, <laughs> the first 120-something pages of this book take place over the course of between 7 and 11 days, depending upon that f- several days happening or not. <laughs> um, 
where I'm just like, leave Danica alone. She's known she's been pregnant for one day, two day, three days. Like, <laughs> they don't have answers yet, guys. It is super ridiculous when you frame it like that. Like, they're having these deep, serious questions and discussions. And you're like, the fucking plus just turned pink. Like, I know. And fucking Nicole is like, have you thought about an Alistair? And I'm like, woman? <laughs> She hasn't, because she just came here to tell you that she's pregnant. Okay. Like, I get it, because these are all super important things that they would be freaking out about, because you're trying to make sure that your kingdoms don't collapse back into war. I get it. But I feel like, has no one ever had a baby before? Because they all act like this is the first baby to ever exist. I mean, it's the first snake cobra baby. Yes, but even then, if I take that layer off... The idea that Nicola is like, have you thought about an Alistair? I'm like, <laughs> and then the other one's being like, have you thought about raising it in the nest? Right, like, right. <laughs> you too have also just learned, like, it has been five minutes, okay? Like, I wish they had spent any amount of time in the palace as opposed to constantly being in the nest. Because they really needed that time apart to be like, so we're going to be parents. Yeah, yeah. The time spent together not dealing with this falcon shit. Yeah. So yeah, they spend the next few days trying to solve their, you know, hybrid child problem. They eventually come to the conclusion based on something that Valine found uh, in their research. They're going to create a new court that will be a place for both the snakes and the avians to, like, live and learn and love together <laughs> so it'll be a world of peace so they get super hype about that it's a group project you guys do the architecture you guys do the learning i'll do the graphic design and we'll get this done and i'll form the head <laughs> and we have the thing that made me i think the most upset with this book even though other things were worse mm-hmm but the whole fucking utopian montage in the yes. nest where everyone is like, oh, we've got, you know, a couple avians in here. And then, oh, I run off and I bring back more avians. And oh, we've got more serpents. And oh, look, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, literally it ends with like a raven girl tucking a blanket over a serpent and she snuggles against his back. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 buddy. That's a snake cuddling up to a bird. Nope, it was the bird cuddling up against the snake. No, it was the snake, because I was like, that's inappropriate, snake. It is inappropriate. Oh, okay, okay, there you go. All right, never mind, I agree. Uh, she drew a blanket over them both and snuggled against his back. Fine, fine, fine. I thought that the raven was curled up. I, I guess in my mind, the raven was curled up to sleep when I read that line. And that serpent laid down near the raven and then the raven scooted closer yeah. and drew the blanket over them you're right it's even more inappropriate because <laughs> if it was a raven was curled up to sleep and a serpent lies down nearby and then the raven is like oh i guess i'll scoot closer and pull this blanket over you that's extremely forward of the raven and that's then inappropriate but it's worse because this raven boy is asleep. asleep. <laughs> and this serpent girl is just like, I'll warm you. I want to cuddle. He's going to freak the fuck out. 
These fucking, these fucking snakes, man. They just can't. They just can't not. Well, you showed up unattached and you're an attractive man. Like, fuck you, Aisha. <laughs> Seriously. These fucking snakes. It should have been the bird. It Okay, first of all, it's a fucking heinously twee moment. I super agree with that. It is. I hate it. I was so mad at it. Like, it's inappropriate from the raven's perspective if it was a raven who curled up and and did the blanket thing, right? Like, because, oh my god, you know, yes, of course, now I'm seeing, oh, isn't it nice? A raven is taking a moment to be like, oh, I guess I'll curl up against you and pull a blanket. But it's not the raven, you're right. (laughs) It's a goddamn snake, and they just can't not touch people. It's only consent issues if it's penis vagina, (laughs) because there's no gays in this world until later. (laughs) So, yes, it's super twee. It's inappropriate of the serpent. If, if they were going to do it all, it should have been the bird. So then you have like this progression for the birds who are the right, ones who actually have this problem. Right? A raven kind of curled up to sleep and seeing the snake kind of nearby and then being like, would you mind? I could snuggle you. Oh, gosh. Okay. I guess you could. Still twee and I hate it, but yeah. like. But like good, it, good. it does anything for your fucking world building. Anyway. As opposed to just being extremely inappropriate, because now this fucking Raven boy is going to wake up and be like, who is touching me? Right? Who is this person? Who are you? I don't know you. Where's my purse? Someone please write that fic where, like, the fucking Raven is like, I can't move. I can't move. If I move, I'm going to have to face what is happening to me, which is snuggling, and I don't approve, because I have... I am an Alistair to a young lady. She's gonna find... Darling, I snuggled. I think a serpent. I'm assuming a serpent. Like, no. he has to just wait there, awake, and being like... (sighs) If I don't do anything, the serpent will eventually get up. She'll go dance, and then I can slip away. (laughs) Right. Zing being like, no, I can't. I can't freak out, because we just got to peace. I can't freak out. Right? It's a bad moment that is just passed over as Zane being like throwing fucking flower petals, being like, oh, half of our dream of Wyvern's Court. It's alive just because we like thought it into existence. Oh my god, I love you. <laughs> throwing flower petals. Amazing. It's <laughs> like this fucking wonderful like anime montage of Zane just like, ah. <sighs> Anyway, so that's effectively the actual climax of the book is them deciding on Wyvern's court. Right. Which, by the way, that's the thing I wanted to say was the one thing that I thought was interesting was when they were having a conversation back and forth about the two symbols they found and the word Alistair, meaning Mm -hmm. protector in both of their languages. Mm -hmm. And then Danica being like, oh my God, Zane, what do you think? Do you think maybe we all live together? Like way, way back. Like Mm -hmm. that was the only scene in the whole fucking book that fell alive mm-hmm. i was like oh that was a fun moment why wasn't that the book i there are parts of this book that address some things that we talked about with our like our problems with hawk song like there are parts where people are actually dissenting not mm-hmm. the part where danica immediately slaps the person down and they immediately fold <laughs> and they're like i should not have asked and i'm like that person <laughs> is gonna leave your kingdom because they know they can't that <sighs> But like, did you dissent? I did not mean to. <laughs> right. You stupid son of a bitch. Did you just contradict me? No, I did not. <laughs> did you just say that maybe my child shouldn't be the fucking queen? 
<laughs> right? But like, I appreciated that because there were, there were signs of instability, whereas the end of Hawk Song was just like, two people fought and then everybody was over it. Like, I appreciate that the subplot of this book was like, oh shit, maybe we can't actually sustain this thing and not everybody's going to be on board with this and we have to make some hard choices. Like, I like that. Let's do that. Let's get messy and dirty. But you know how it's resolved? With this fucking flower petal bullshit. And I hate it. (laughs) Even the attack on them when they are first traveling from the palace to the keep was instigated by falcon fucking magic pushing Mm -hmm. people. Like, I remember messaging you being like, oh, well, I'm glad that somebody's like, being like, oh, this is a problem, and we're we're so hateful, we don't want to have a uh, cobra hawk child. I was like, all right, cool, you know, actual fucking descent, awesome, deal with it. And then it's like, no, these people are good, <laughs> let them go. It was all falcon magic, and the falcon was just doing it because she wanted to out the other falcon. Fuck you. Yep. No one can be bad in this world unless they are designated evil. Yes, 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 exactly. Even the guy who, when Danica's like, we have to risk all of our lives and go save my falcon best friend. Um, who's like, yeah, I don't I don't know that guy. Like, I'm not going to risk my life. I love that so much. Where he's just like, oh, a couple months ago, he'd have slipped my throat. Yeah, I don't I, I don't, don't feel him. one way or the other about this guy. <laughs> I'm not really feeling like we should risk ourselves against the Falcons. And then Danica goes on this long screed about like, Ray would do it for you. No, he wouldn't. (laughs) You're wrong. You're so wrong. But even that guy has to wheel it back at the end and be like, no, you're right. I don't know them. I'm sorry. I was, I was speaking out of ignorance. And it's like, fuck other people having different perspectives that are valid, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's, again, the stuff that we talked about in Hawk Song, where it was like, no, everybody gets along. And then if they don't... They're a bad guy. They're a bad guy. Yeah, they're a bad guy, and they're probably going to get killed or something. You know, or Zane's going to make some witty quip. Yeah. And I hate that, because I feel like if I was that dude, right? If I was like, well, um, a couple months ago, this would have happened, and I don't want to fucking deal with that. I don't want to go up against the the Falcons. And for Danica and Zane to be like, wow, I thought we'd make, we'd made, you know, some, some headway in the past couple of months. Like, fuck you, you passive aggressive assholes. <laughs> First of all, it's been a couple of months and you've been warring for thousands of years, you fucking loser. Seriously. <laughs> God. Oh, I wish I could find this fucking scene too, because it was pretty goddamn good. Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, so now I get to complain about the one thing that... So um, my major complaint, of course, in this whole thing is that Mm -hmm. Zane should not have been the perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because, one, I don't feel like he's in character in this book ever. Um, Because he's not rocking a boner the entire time? Yeah, basically. I'm like, oh, ladies pregnant can't fuck her. Like... (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't even think of it well it's like and it's not like he needs to you know he doesn't have to be like "Mm, so sexy i definitely want to fuck you in the third (laughs) trimester like he doesn't have to but he should at least still be like you're so beautiful you're so glowing i'm gonna nibble your ears whatever like be your horny fucking servant self (laughs) he's never horny in this whole book and at that point I, i just hear aisha danica his balls are so blue danica 
He goes so long. This book is what, like a month long, we figure, with that 14 14 day jump ahead in the last two paragraphs. He clearly doesn't get any. Ollie, Ollie, I just realized that all of the horniness got projected onto Aisha. Like, where Zane was like the the horny guy in Hawk Song. Oh, now that Zane's the protagonist, like, all of the horny horny actions have been given to Aisha, who. You're right, Aisha is like. Well, you're a pretty man, and you showed up on a loan. I'd have fuck you. Right? She slithers around. She shows a lot of skin. Like, you're she's right, the horny so one right. now. There can only be one. They're Highlanders. <laughs> and she's the leader of the dancer's nest, so clearly she's more horny than Zane. Obviously. The, Obviously. In the hierarchical horniness, Obviously. you have to be this <laughs> horny to be the dance guild leader. If someone is more horny, she would need to secede. <laughs> and be like, I'm so sorry. You are hornier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> you must first fuck me to take my horny essence. <laughs> but then, absolutely then, how that works. Oh my god, Ollie! Like, they have a tournament like they do in the Bruja Guilds, <laughs> but it's fucking. <laughs> the tournament. <laughs> they just all go to a gym. They go to fucking gymnasium and they just fuck until only two are left. One of them's waiting in the rafters, just eating <laughs> off. I have to conserve my strength. Being like, I'm still doing it. Okay? I'm still doing it. I bought this beautiful jade toy. I'm still being fucked, okay? Like, don't you tell me I need someone else to fuck. I will get down there and fuck someone when there's only one left. <laughs> strategic. It's just really strategic orgy, okay? <laughs> Uh, that would be the way it would go. They would be masturbating first and then being like, as soon as you're like, fuck it, I've got to fuck someone, you're out. <laughs> I, I love this. I want this fanfic. <laughs> it's just 12 chapters of smut. <laughs> Varying forms. Uh, They'd be like, mm, well, I saw that you could handle one sexy dancer serpent. What about two? I'm <laughs> just picturing like this anime-like situation where like somebody's like, Oh, you thought this was my final sex move? (laughs) (laughs) Then I flip you over and I fuck you even harder. (laughs) He's taken his second form. (laughs) They're serpents, so they've got hemi beans. Zane's got two dicks. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so I'm ready to read this thing. Right. Oh, God. It's a long thing, but I'm going to read it. Do it. I believe in you. Oh, uh, and the, the comment I was going to make is that Zane keeps recognizing, um, ho- not hawks, avians, mm-hmm. and giving us their names, and sometimes they're fucking full names. This <laughs> 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 Felchian here. <laughs> like, I'm getting. Boy reporter. He's either a boy reporter or he's gonna like Fisk Falchion feels like he's Varric from Legend of Korra with that fucking name. The industrialist, yes. Where you're like, are you a good guy? Are you a bad guy? I think you're both. <laughs> I think you might just be an asshole. I <laughs> think you're just an asshole. Alright. So anyway, um but Zane doesn't recognize the serpents, and I remember I was messaging you being like 
I'm more like a friend. I'm not really a ruler. <laughs> but you don't know everyone on site, Zane. You should be able to tell me, oh, that's so-and-so, and he's a Burmese python, and he's, you know, he was dating this other dude for a while, but then they had a fight. Like, come on. If you're their friends, I want their fucking history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, prove it, Zane. Yeah, What's his middle it. name? <laughs> What's his favorite position? <laughs> What do we hope to accomplish here? The voice rang out from a python in the back of the room. We've all heard stories about Anmik. We all know the myths. We all know, or more rightly don't know, how powerful the falcons are. It's sickening that they can just say someone is a criminal and take that person away. But it's not as if they picked up a serpent. They took falcons. Two people who are as loyal and wonderful as everyone keeps saying they were. And I'm not forgetting that Erica or Kel or whoever she was hated serpents vehemently when I first met her, lied to everyone around them about who they were. People call them brave, but does a brave man hide who he is behind a disguise? Everyone gets venerated once they are gone, but all I know about these two is that they are cowards and liars who, a year ago, would have killed me without hesitation. Why should we risk angering the Falcon Empress for people who were never ours? And then... I'm sorry. I thought we had accomplished something these last months. Danica's voice was level as a blade. I thought maybe we were past feathers and scales. We are not talking about two falcons. We are talking about two people. We are talking about Kel, a young woman who abandoned everything she knew to save someone she loved from torture and execution. A young woman who entered our world, hidden, yes, but she had to be, in a desperate attempt to have the kind of life we all take for granted. A young woman who used to dance in her homeland and who teasingly challenged the man she fancied to learn. A young woman who again lost Everything, this time because she saved the life of her queen and couldn't stand to see Andreos taken away without fighting for him. And we are talking about Andreos. Danica choked up for a moment, but before the serpent she was challenging could speak, she took another deep breath and cut him off. The falcon who became Andreos was twelve when he first saved my life. You call him a liar and you call him a coward, but you are oceans away from the truth. I'm sorry, the serpent whispered, his quiet words silencing her more quickly than any angry protest could have. Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't know them. But I still don't think we can save them. If they were serpents, Danica asked, would you be so willing to give up? I hate it. Because this python made so many valid fucking points, and then Danica is like, A young woman! A young woman! And this is Andreas! And fuck you! (laughs) Sorry, I thought in the dancer's nest we were all equal, but apparently the fucking queen of the avians can wander in here and be like, How dare you! Yes, fucking exactly. She's sending them out to save or she would theoretically because they don't actually do that they you know somebody else solves their problem but like she's (laughs) but she was ready to yeah she's ready to send these people out to go save like her best friends like those are two people this is your entire kingdom like i know they swore to you but you know what i swore to you too 
<sighs> yeah, it's very frustrating. It, this this whole book, because of shit like this, because of the fucking utopian snuggle party, because of them figuring out Wyvern's court like they're making a group project at a slumber party, like, it all feels so immature in a way that I cannot take seriously. Like, it breaks me out of the story because I'm just like, no, this isn't how things work. This is how things work when you're like 14 and you think (laughs) this is how kingdoms get made or problems get resolved or whatever. It's just, it's so Sivka from the eighth grade took back her brother, but he's one of us. He's a loser too. We're gonna go get him. Right, this is some goody shit. It is ridiculous. And, like, it goes back again to the, the fucking class warfare that was going on in the classism of Hawksong, where it's just like, you would have sent these people off to their deaths. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you know, you would still be like, oh, I can't order them because I'm seen and I'm the king and I'm their friends, even though I didn't tell their <laughs> fucking name. They don't matter. Their opinions don't matter. Yep. And also the fact that, like, Zane's our point of view character and he's not the one who made that impassioned speech. Yeah. Like, even though I still would have hated it, at least he's the point of view character and he should be the one who is saying it. Yeah, the so that's the thing, right? Because, like, we, you know, we did some research. Um, I guess, hold on, pause that. So they, they decide they're going to make Wyvern's court. They have a big slumber party to figure it out. Um, a few weeks pass. Eventually, Valine comes back with Ray and Kel, who are super beaten up and have clearly been through some shit, even though, again, it only feels like it's been, like, a day. At least this time we got told a fortnight later, but nothing happens. We don't see it. Right. We, um, we get told, like you said, the slumber party thing, and then it's like, oh, for two weeks we worked really hard. Fuck you. That's the shit I want to see. I know. You just hand wave it. It's all coming together just great. Yeah, we're we're doing good. We've got a logo. Anyway. <laughs> I made it in paint. <laughs> so, Valine comes back. Ray and Kel come back. They've been beaten to hell. They've clearly been through a way more interesting experience than we <laughs> have. They've been stripped of their falcon forms, but they have their avian forms. So, they're still shapeshifters. So we good. Don't worry. And they're allowed to live in exile, basically. Yeah, because the Falcons can't imagine anyone being okay not living in the White City. Right, and I love this implication that, like, the Falcons are so bitchy, like, they're so vengeful, but also they're not gonna murder these people, like... (laughs) Right? I would just kill them if I was the the Empress. I'd be like, you're too much trouble, goodbye. Yeah, (laughs) right, I'm done with you. Anyway, Kel and Ray decide that they're going to hook up because trauma bonding. And this book ends with two characters whose climax and story like happened basically off screen, making out at the end of this book called Snake Charm. And I'm like, why are the Falcons closing this fucking book? Yeah. It, it has the same flavor as the end of Hawk Song, where it's just suddenly love, suddenly pairing up. And I'm like, I don't care. That is not the plot here. It's also got an extra layer of skeeve because, like, we've been told that Falcons, A, that Falcons are super racist, B, yep. that Falcons can't have kids with 
other shapeshifters because they will go magically crazy and kill themselves. And everyone around them. That'll be important later, kids. They're little, yeah, they're little nukes. They're little uh, Omega level X-Men. <laughs> so it's got this level of like, well, and she, and Kel, I think literally she even says, says it. it. Yeah. She's like, you're the only Falcon here. So I guess I got to fuck you. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, and it's like, you could have instead, like, I feel like this scene, right, with the two of them, and they're eating, and it's like, oh my god, thank god we're safe. You didn't need to have her be like, lady, I would like uh, to court an Alistair, and then be like, well, usually it goes the other way around. Well, I guess I should call you my Alistair, shouldn't I, Cal? Like, you didn't need that, just fucking end it with, whew, we've been through a lot, you know, and this is good. And then the next book, when, like, they have a kid, mm-hmm. you can just say, they got together. Right, because you've been, it's been in the book. Yeah. She was saying, she was challenging him to dance, and then he was like, okay. Like, we saw that they liked each other before they trauma bonded. It was just, like, that level of, well, now that I've seen that I could die, I probably should procreate. Also, side note, it's only been, like, four months since Hawk Song. That's a real quick rebound for Ray. I remember feeling that way when I read this book the first time and being like, yo, you left everything for Danica. Right? (laughs) But now you're like, I guess this gal who's a falcon and, you know, no one could possibly match me except maybe her because maybe I'm a Klingon in bed. Maybe (laughs) that's why. But like. Ray, I just feel like he's settling for her. Like, even if he likes her. Yeah. He is kind of going, well, polyamory can't exist in this world of serpents who love each other. So. That's the problem, right? When you have, like, a love triangle, like, they kind of had a love square. Where, like, if you don't, again, do the work to show that that person has moved on, then you're just left with this really sad feeling of like, oh, poor Ray. Like, he can't have Danica, so I hope Erica's happy with being leftovers or whatever, you know? Yeah, I don't like it. I much prefer the idea of polyamory can be the answer here. I mean, and the, and the serpents are even fucking set up for it. Yeah, it's very frustrating. <sighs> but yeah, so that's the end of the book. Uh, there's another snippet of a poem, but I don't remember and who cares? I don't remember. It was real bad. So, presumably you have issues that we did not touch on in our ridiculous recap. I'm sure I do. Racism. I think that's a big one we should talk about. This book is filled with fantasy masked levels of racism that therefore, you know, no, it's okay because they're shapeshifters and this is just their culture. But... We are looking at it from the year 2021, so I'm gonna call bullshit. This book is filled with so much fucking racism. The fantasy element makes it a chocolatey coating so it goes down smoothly. And that makes it insidious. (laughs) So as we discussed, the Falcons are very interesting. And they're fucking racist. Yep. And like, that's kind of the point of them. Mm -hmm. But did you have to? It's also... The Falcons are really cool. Right? It's that problem of, here's the coolest people, but they're racist. But they're slave owners. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's like, they're cool, but there's a problem. Like, what are you telling me? Yeah, I, I think that's my biggest problem with the Falcons. Why does the god of death have to be a fascist? 
<laughs> well, yeah, yeah, fair. And it's also, it's insidious in Zane, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the Falcons are just the most obvious racism, because they're literally, like, fucking sneering and going, ew, mixed blood child. I swear to God, I was going to punch this fucking book every time. It's <laughs> mongrel, savages, mixed blood. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, stop chewing the scenery. <laughs> they're all Jessica's. <laughs> You can tell a character is supposed to be sexy because their boots go all the way up. <laughs> right. By the height of the boots. Which is another problem, too, right? Like, all of the falcons are described with the two falcons that we see because the other two don't matter because they're mixed blood now because they stole a form. Um, the two women who show up who are the falcons are, like, described as, like, super sexy. And, like, one of them gets a fucking slow pan montage yes. of every item of clothing that she's wearing. Yep. She gets a Jessica. Yeah. And as we know, Jessica is considered extremely sexy. and She's a literal fucking slave owner mm-hmm. of a goddamn empire that made slave owning, quote unquote, the thing. <laughs> So, yeah, so, like, the Falcons are real bad about their racism, but, like, they wear it on their sleeves, so we know that they're the bad guys and that we should hate them for it. But they're also described as really fucking cool Mm -hmm. because they have this whole island and magic and it sings and it's wonderful and I love to fly through the white city and dance around the arches. Like, yeah, it sounds really cool if only you weren't a bunch of fucking racists. Like... The fact that if you think about the white city of Anmik, right, Mm -hmm. there's no room for people of color there. Nope. So you can't even pretend. You can't even be like, well, we're going to be this level of racist where certain falcons can be persons of color or falcons of color, you know, but they're lower (laughs) than. Because, you know, that would be the way it would go. It would be like, whatever Servos is, you know, they're all people of falcons of color. Like, that's fine. But the highest of the high is the whitest of the white. Like, I don't know which would have been worse, basically. It's like, okay, you left them out. That's, like, maybe a blessing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I remember it opened with, like, talking about how the Dasi, the first, like, people of Anmik and Anhamarak, like, are in Egypt. But then, like, Zane has white skin and black hair. And it's just like... <sighs> I don't know. It's it's so it's so teenager in the way that it like it's attracted to like cool trappings and then just doesn't think any of it through. Yeah. And like the world was created by a teenager. Yes. Like this world. And we discussed last time that, that the author was 17 when they wrote Hawk Song. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, you know, 1718 writing Snake Charm But again, you were still, like, you were even younger creating Mm -hmm. the world of it. And I I don't want to give you a pass on the fascism. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to give you a pass on the racism. I want to say this teenager didn't know their privilege. Yes. And uh, it's a book for teenagers and we're thinking way too hard about it. But also, Which is our job. Right. (laughs) But also, like... That we gave ourselves. It it aspires to that, like it aspires to more, and like kudos to for trying to address things, but also like you're just not there yet, man. Yeah, you shouldn't have written this at this time because you didn't have answers that took into account the people living it. And again, with the like 
<laughs> I remember messaging you just being like, I do not care about these privileged assholes being like, my child will be on the throne. <laughs> How dare you? I'm like, oh, is this your problem? Is this, is this the plot? Fuck you. It, it's It's that, right? Because it's not... It is sort of about like, oh, we, you know, we can't let our people continue being like separate but equal. But it's also like... Which is a nice concept, you know? Okay, good. That's good. You should do that. But then it's also so much like, my daughter deserves to rule the snakes. I don't care if she's a bird. The literal divinity of the royalty just makes me want to vom. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, yes, we are descended from Kiesha, and therefore. But, like, we get five seconds with Albie, the white viper, mm-hmm. and Sivka being like, you know, back in the day, Maeve's people ruled, and um, a viper will breed true, because I'm going to use that phrase, mm-hmm. uh, over a cobra. And he doesn't even think about it. He's just like, I am loyal. Well, he saw it happen to his sister. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess there's that. And another moment of... I cannot go against these royals. It would be real bad if I did. Yeah, right. Okay, right. So the insidious, subtle versions of Zane being a racist. Mm -hmm. He hates the Hawks Mm -hmm. so much. This book was like marinated in a delicious sauce of Zane hates the Hawks. (laughs) Every time his mother-in-law is on screen mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's one a cold voice behind him while he's at the hawk's keep and i message him was like oh nicole's arrived <laughs> because you know every other hawk who's addressing him every other avian who's addressing him with this voice isn't cold no no the mother-in-law is mm-hmm. cold fuck you he hates the idea that like our child if they are raised in the hawk's keep will be alone and that's so sad and a serpent can't stand it like Fuck you, Zine Kobriana. I hate you so much for hating your your supposed beloved's entire people. Like, they spend the majority of this book, one, in Serpent Lands, two, mm-hmm. in the fucking Dancer's Nest. Mm-hmm. Every time they are at the Hawk's Keep, it's for like five seconds, or because the Falcons are there and they're going to like attack them or something. Yep. There's never a chance for them to just like oh, we're going to go to court, and court is nice, and I get to be here. You know, I'm Danica, and I'm here with my friends, mm-hmm. people who I grew up with. This is my world that I love, that mm-hmm. is beautiful, that I want to share with you. Eleanor never shows up again because we don't need her, because who cares about avian society? It's yep. cold and boring and lonely. I 100% co-sign everything you just said. Like, And you can say that all of the disdain for the avians comes from Zane. The problem is that, like, it's in the book. Like you said, the we don't spend any time at Hawk's Keep, even though when it was Danica's turn, we spent all of our time with the Serpiente. Yeah. We, Zane hates and rejects avian culture. And if we think back to Hawk's song, the big arc of that, if there was one, was Danica <laughs> getting over everything that the Hawks ingrained in her about like being a, res- a reserved avian lady. I will never forgive Zane for saying, oh, wait, it's just a personal choice. Well, then you have to try this lamb. <laughs> never forgive him. Right. So like the book keeps showing its hand because it, it wants you to think that like, oh, these two societies are equal and they both have faults. But like, we don't spend any time with the Hawks. All of the time is spent with the dancers and at the Serpiente, like in the Serpiente lands. When Ollie, they go to tell Nicola 
we decided we're going to do a Wyvern's Court. And she says, I'll support you. And they're like, okay, we want to get back to the Serpiente <laughs> lands as soon as possible. So you'll tell everybody, right? Right. And then You're Ollie. You're the fucking queen. They go and they fucking make the big announcement to the Serpiente. That's such bullshit. And this brings me to the point of how fucking up each other's asses codependent these two fucking royals are. <laughs> that they can't even spend five seconds alone. That Zane is like, no, must be attached at your goddamn motherfucking hip. Someone get me a surgeon. <laughs> Danica can't spend time alone at the Hawk's Keep. Zane can't spend time alone at the Serpent Palace. Like, let them announce these things separate but together. Like, being like, okay, at noon I'm gonna make an announcement. I'm your queen. Like, no, they're up each other's fucking butts. I, I don't know why, right? Because, like, you've made the choice to make this book from Zane point, Zane's point of view. Danica doesn't have to be around. Like, Danica's <laughs> yeah. barely a presence in this book anyway. Yeah, just, like, leave her. But no, she's got my baby, and I'm so fucking pro-life about everything. <laughs> they don't have to spend so much time together, but I feel like it's because at this point, Zane and Danica are... A single unit. They're Zanica. Yes. They've melded and they've become one piece that you move around to the board. Like you can't Isn't that separate what people become those. once they like, you know, fall in love and date, get married. <laughs> God forbid either of them had an opinion that dissented with the other. They I mean they briefly sort of argue about where the baby's going to be, but but then they find a compromise. Yeah. But yeah, it, you're you're absolutely right. They leave Nicola to announce this huge fucking thing off page where's my queen if i was an avian being like why didn't my queen tell me this right? i feel really left out like this is what you used to fucking stir up the avians to revolt right because you're like <laughs> our queen couldn't even bother to show up and tell us that we're gonna have to integrate into a new court huh hmm. yeah right hmm. um can we get her mom back yeah right. <laughs> can the generals like take over because that would be great Right. Like, care about your people, Danica. No, they don't care. They're all just so excited because they're like teen brides. Oh my god! I'm gonna, like, make a little summer house out on the lake. <laughs> it really is. It's so, it's so, like, kid level. What if we made our own country? Oh my god. I And the, <sighs> the thing is, like, I would be, like, I was actually interested in that. I was like, yes, tell me more about like the geographical features and what you guys yeah. want to plan for this. Like it's very silly and you are And it sounds like... really pretty too, you know? It's like out, you know, surrounded by mountains. There's a little bit of a cliff face on one side. There's lots of pools and streams and water and we're going to like build the palace into the side of the mountain. Cool. Right? But like do this for more than two chapters. <laughs> oh, okay. Next thing that I was pissy about. Tadeo is the name of one of the characters who shows up on page, like, I don't know, near the end. And why wasn't this character, whom Zane is like, ah, yes, I know this person has fucking ADHD and hasn't <laughs> settled on what their life path will be. They've tried this, that, and everything. Why wasn't this character in Hawk Song even briefly mentioned? Why weren't they someone that she knew or just like a, they didn't have to be a royal, um, which also, let's note, we never see any other royals. We just know they exist. Anyway, Tadeo should have been mentioned briefly in Hawk Song so that we could have enjoyed them throughout all of Snake Charm. Seeing them being like, ah, oh, here's Tadeo, here's this, that, the other thing. Even though the book only takes place in a very short period of time, mm -hmm. whatever. 
so that we could have enjoyed seeing this character find his true calling as a leader, as an organizer of people. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's like, oh, this kid doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, shit, look at that. He knows what he's doing. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, the whole thing is very, like, led around by the plot and, and, in a way that doesn't feel cohesive, in a way that kind of feels like seat of your pantsy, where it doesn't feel yeah. like much of this was planned. Uh, it felt like it just sort of happened. Right? It's it's that same thing that happened at the end of Hawk Song, where it was like, wrap it up, people. <laughs> right. uh, uh, Tadeo, you, come in here. Come in. Yeah, put the coffee down. Come here. You're going to be, uh, yeah. you're going to be this uh, organizer kid. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. You uh, don't you. really know what you want to do in life. Uh-huh. You just quit your 18th uh, apprenticeship. Okay, okay. And you found a good location that you think your royalty is going to like for their new court. Go. Uh, do I have permission to do a little improv? Yeah, do it. Fly. I'm ready. Send me in, coach. <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> and also, I don't know, but we're going to watch for Tadeo's name and Fiskfalchian's name <laughs> in the next book because I swear to fucking God, if they are not in anything else, I'm going to be like, why did we need to name Why them? does this fucking exist? But we couldn't name any of the fucking random ass serpents that Zane should be fucking friends with. Why does this person exist? Why, who is Fisk Falcon? What was Are his you? backstory? Is he a crime kingpin? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's no crime because that would indicate oh. that there's a problem with the monarchy. You're there's right. Not, <laughs> there's so. never any problem. <laughs> We kill all of our the criminals. The only criminals are the Obsidian Guild out on the edges of the forest. Right. Thank you. <laughs> we don't let criminals in our kingdom. Let's also talk about the fact that Sifka is incompetent, but then we find out later that it was on purpose? I don't know. Like, there's a moment where Ray is like, uh, or Zingo, Sifka spoke to you about your flight. How'd you, how'd you lie to her? And he's like, well, I didn't. I did this weird fey bargaining with words where I answered the question without answering the question. Like, Fuck you, Ray. She is several thousand years old. If I heard you say that, <laughs> I'd have been like, well, it's really good that you th- understand that you wouldn't be able to identify a falcon unless that falcon came forward willingly. So did one. <laughs> you <laughs> did not answer my question. Exactly. He's like, that is not an answer. Fuck you, kid. Right, right. And like, she can read minds. Like, yeah. (laughs) She should be able to be like, I see that you're fucking pussyfooting around this. What do you know? Right. And then her coming back and being like, oh, no, guys, I was kind of on your side the whole time. Question mark. Secretly on your side. What's a little almost murder between friends? Why? Why do we need this? Why does Sifka need to come back? She didn't. It didn't do fucking anything. No, Valine showed up and was like, hey, they're here, you know, it's cool, this is what happened. We didn't need to know that Sifka was like, I did everything I could, and don't worry, because Sebastian's mother, he's dead in her eyes. Like, just let them say it. Oh my god, that line was so good, though. Hold on, I gotta find it. <laughs> please, please. Because I, I died. So, like, she, she like, pulls Danica and Zane into a room, right? And they're like, this is before they find out what happened to Kel and Sebastian. Right. Which, again, here's this almost familiar serpent. Fuck you, Zane. I thought you knew everybody. <laughs> so, um, Sifka's like, Araceli ordered Kel executed. I convinced her that there were better ways to deal with it. Eventually, she concurred with my sentence. And Danica goes, and Ray, 
Sebastian? And Sivka fucking goes, Sebastian is dead. Sebastian is dead. <laughs> like, she lets that beat happen. In his mother's eyes, anyway. And I'm like, Sivka, don't mind me just giving the Hawk Queen a heart attack. <laughs> I love it. You know what? Fucking go off, Sivka. <laughs> I just hate, like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, ooh, the Falcons, they're all sneaky and manipulative, and Sifka was actually secretly here trying to be like, yes, yes, sister, I looked, but I couldn't find him. Leave him alone. Leave your fucking child alone. He's trans, and he's just a crow now, okay? (laughs) But, like, it just feels lazy. It doesn't feel like, ooh, that was really good. She was super manipulative. It was just like, fuck you, coming out of nowhere, being like, secret, secret, secret. You know what it feels like? It feels like I like this character and I don't want people to think that they're a bad person. Yeah. This person is named for and based on one of my friends and I can't have people hating her. Right. And like, I I just wanted to come in at the last minute and be like, no, I was actually on your side the whole time. Surprise! I'll be in the next movie as part of the gang. Oh my god. Right. Hi, I'm David Salvatore, but I'm going to be around for a while. (laughs) Yeah, except that Sipka doesn't, like, it's irrelevant. It's not It doesn't matter. There was no need. We don't need to like her. Ugh. It was so, so ridiculous. Oh, um, something, uh, vague, but whatever. Um, I hate that anytime the dancing is mentioned, unless it's, like, meant to be specifically, like, ooh, this is sexy, like the first time Dan- uh, Danica dances, mm-hmm. and so therefore it's a big fucking to-do. It's usually, like, we woke up and we did our morning routine where we fucking danced, I guess. <laughs> we danced, whatever, did a few steps. Whatevs, I'm in Shamehe. Shamehe? Whatever. Where I've never been before, really. I think I've been here once, but, like, they don't let in the royals all that much. This is, like, a really fucking big privilege for me to be here watching my wife dance. And then you're fucking dancing the next morning. Like, why isn't this a moment? Why don't I get to see some beautiful fucking writing? Something lush? Mm -hmm. Like, I hate it. It happens several times where it's just, and then we danced. And then we moved on with the plot. Yeah. Uh, One moment in particular pissed me the fuck off because it took away any agency or plot that Zane could have had as our narrator because Sifka had just pissed him off. He was very mad and Aisha like pulled him over to dance. She was basically like, you know what you need, kid? You need to run. Let's go for a run. We'll just work this out. And then he feels better because he's danced. And I'm like, fuck you. Zane had some emotions. The first emotions he's had in this whole fucking book that weren't, oh my god, I'm gonna be a dad. And you just took it away from him because I guess it would be inconvenient <laughs> for the King of the Serpents to be pissed off at our fucking villain. Yep. So there's just, there's nothing beautiful in this book to even be like, well, this was a really pretty scene. No, the the writing in this is really bare bones. <laughs> it's not even like one part of it is bad it's like no it's the story's unfocused it's bad at communicating like the passage of time i kept forgetting that zane was the one narrating and that it wasn't danica because i couldn't tell the the writing style is the same yeah the voices are exactly the same it shouldn't have been zane's perspective he adds nothing to this book so that actually brings up a really interesting point that i they did want to get to so thank sure. you for that um uh, we go on to, you know, the old Den of Shadows website sometimes to, like, prep for the podcast. Yes, to see, like, what the thought process was 
behind the books like as they were being written or as they were being released. And for Snake Charm, the big thing that was, um, you know, this Hawk Song was originally Hawk Song and Snake Charm, but that during revisions... They changed the identity of the Avian assassin, because it was originally supposed to be Erica. Yes. And they deleted the epilogue. The epilogue was, you know, the babily ever after. <laughs> they decided that, oh no, the, the whole idea of there being a child, like, has to be its own book, because, you know, breeding complications. So, you know, she started Snake Charm. But she kept rewriting it because she couldn't decide whose perspective it needed to be in. Because you don't need this fucking book. At first it was Danica's. But then uh, Danica kept passing out or not being present for important events. So then she tried to write it from Aisha's perspective. And then the third time was Zane. And again, Zane is not integral to the Falcon part of this story, which is... A lot of the book. Yeah. And he is also asleep a bunch of the time and passed out a bunch of the time. Right. So my thought was have it from Kel's perspective. Mm -hmm. Because, slash Erica, open it with, shit, this is my reveal audience. I'm secretly a falcon. I never thought they would come for me. And then they did. Like, get it out of the way. Have the whole plot be, do I tell? What do I do? Oh my god. Oh no, now Zane and Danica are hurt. I have to do this thing. I'm making this choice. And then, oh no, they're taking my wannabe boyfriend away. I will chase after him and go back to the white city that I never wanted to see again and try to rescue him. Like, that's it. That's your Falcon plot. Right. Like, you can't tell the Falcon story from Zane's perspective because there's so little investment in them. Like, Zane's yeah. not even... They're not even Zane's people. They're Danica's people. It's Danica's exactly, best which friend. It like, should have been Danica's perspective in that regard, but okay, she keeps passing out, whatever. Right? So, like, this story shouldn't be told from Zane's perspective if you want us to give a shit at all. Like, if you're going to tell a story from Zane's perspective, then just do the fucking baby and wyvern's right? court that's the plot that was actually kind of interesting because it's like well this is indeed a continuation of hawk song yeah that's the thing hawk song was ooh, can they get together can they get married okay ooh, now can they knowing they have a baby find a way to bring their worlds together even more that's the fucking plot it is so funny how quickly this book dispensed with romance at all oh my god i know we discussed that, you know, Hawk Song was primarily a romance novel and it relied a lot on, like, romance novel tropes. Snake Charm dumps that. Oh, yeah. They're now married and gonna have a baby, so... Like. Yeah. They, we skipped over the honeymoon phase, which is, like, fine. I don't need to see them fuck, but, like, it's just so, like, okay, well, that's done. Now we can get on to the interesting stuff. The Falcons. Like, Danica yeah. calls Zane my love a couple times and, like, he's worried about her and the baby, but... Yeah. It's all very rote. It's now she's a pregnant lady and I don't want to do anything. Like, again, he should have been like, mm, when I get you back, you know, at the keep or whatever, or the palace, you know, or mm, I just can't keep my hands off of you, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Anything from this dude's perspective that shows us that he's still the fucking character he was in the first book. Nope. Gone. Yep. So in the same way that, like, the Den of Shadows books, right, they could bounce around. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like the Kieshara had the problem of being locked into this is a continuation of the story. Mm-hmm. That instead, you could have just had, here is the shapeshifters, you know, as they later called it. Here's Den of Shadows, I write some of those books. Here's Kieshara, I write some of those. Ooh, yes, they are in the same world and have some overlap. But, like, you could have told Hawk Song, and you could have told, let's just call it Falcon Dance, of, of Kel's story of being like, Muhaha, I'm secretly here. <laughs> and then been like, ooh, I'm writing Snake Charm, which is actually a continuation of Hawk Song that I wrote three years ago. Like, you could have done that, but instead it had to be a continuation. Yeah, I... I feel like there are definitely ways to tell this story, even even in its current form. Like, even if you wanted to do the fucking falcon, snake baby, like, dual plot lines and just make it longer again, which I guess maybe isn't a fair thing to say because they were not letting her write long books, whatever. But, like... Except that, again, this is only 167 pages. Yeah, I'd make it longer, do multiple perspectives. Oh, yeah, for sure. Multiple perspectives could have helped. Yep, Zane and Erica, Zane and Ray, whatever, like Zane, Danica, Erica, and Ray, that would be good. Yes. And especially since we see later that granted we've already reviewed it, but it's later. With all just glass, there were multiple perspectives. Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely. That's like a fantasy fucking thing anyway. Just do that. Yeah. Show us different plots. I mean, I remember reading Queen of the Damned by Anne Rice and just, like, skipping over several people looking for, all right, when's the next chapter of the character I give a fuck? Right? Like, where where is Daniel? That's the one I care about. Right? Give me that. Give me that. Let's go. It's fine. I'm sure people would have done it and been like, I, I, I did or didn't like Kel or Ray or Zane, whichever. But it would have let you tell multiple plot lines instead of having Zane stand around doing and saying nothing <laughs> every now and then saying the word i saw so and so or uh, they seemed blah 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 and i blah like i don't care about your internal reaction to this like deep conversation that these two other people are having oh my god i just realized like the the blog post whatever talked about like oh danica wasn't there for important scenes like once she is the important scenes but once again it's not about who has the most compelling story. It's about who's the best fucking camera. I know that we are both not looking forward to dealing with the Mavra. <laughs> but that one, especially the third one, is this. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the Zane is the camera. <laughs> Zane is the director behind it being like, all right, now turn, turn to Ray. Right, turn to Erica. <laughs> right? She just, she's just using Zane's face as a fucking camera. That's it. Uh, it's like, I don't need an audience insert character. Thank you very much. Just show me the story. I need somebody who's invested and who's affected by what we're spending so much time talking about. Right? Because he doesn't care. There's even a moment at the end where he's like, but Ray was my friend and I reached out to him. And I'm like, fuck you. Since when? Off camera. Off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the past four months, we got real close. (laughs) Okay. Uh, okay. What do, do you have anything else? What what you got? Okay. Kel says that she spent nine years as one of the Empress's elite guards. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Right? I did a little math, and then my math was wrong, and then I had found more information that was like, nope, you're correct, um, on your adjusted math. So, at age four, and I'm not talking 400, and now you're four, four, the Falcons test their babies and make them stand in the courtyard and like not eat or drink or smoke or whatever um 
test their magic, and they test them until they're seven. I think. I think seven is the last time you can like be tested, or maybe it's nine. I don't know. She meets spoilers, Darian, her working partner at age seven. She spends nine years from the ages of seven to like sixteen. Okay, do you think about this? Mm-hmm. As the Empress's fucking elite guard, they call them the Mercy. Mm. I love this. The tender mercy of the Empress. It's just a group of fucking grade schoolers guarding the Empress, but continue. Yes. Do you want us two seven-year-olds to be part (laughs) of the four people? How old are the other two? Ten. How how often do you go through them that you needed to trade them out? Is this just a rotating thing? Like, fuck. I would not want a seven-year-old protecting my queen, nor as the empress would I want a seven-year-old. I want the people who have been training for 200 years to be part of my mercy. Good fucking okay? point. Those falcons are immortal. Why Why yeah. are the children guarding the empress? Why is why this 17-year-old? Yeah. So at 16, she leaves because her working partner figures something out that's terrible. Oh, no. And we'll learn about it later. But I hate that so much. I hate that, like, I'm four years old and I'm being treated like an adult. But children are precious, which is where I'm really going with this. Children are precious. So, like, when do they stop being precious? Because clearly you're training them hard enough to know their magic routine so that at age four they can, like, spend two weeks not doing anything. Yeah, they told you, Ollie, they stop being precious when they hit the ripe old age of four years old. But what I'm saying is... If I'm four and I'm ready to start taking the test, I clearly have been learning since before I was four. Oh. You know? So when do I stop? How much of a Republican is the (laughs) Empress that as soon as you're born, you're no longer precious? I'm gonna have to guess. They do say children. So I'm assuming that, like, mm, toddler, like two years old, once you can start walking or flying or whatever, then you know what? It's boot camp time. (laughs) Then you've got two years to sort your shit out and you better <laughs> fucking pass or I'm sending you to the fucking, I don't know, what do they call it? The pit them island where you're going to grow our fruits and vegetables and probably be our janitors. Who deals with the trash in all of these societies, Asina? Who are the serpent fucking janitors? Where are the people <laughs> dealing with the sewage? I've had this thought while I was lying in bed the other night. <laughs> I'm like, do the hawks just like dump their shit out of the keep and it just like falls down to the bottom? And if you're like, you're going to the marketplace, but you have to pass the fucking cesspools first. Ollie, are you implying that the serpents shit? Oh, I'm sorry. How dare you? There's no waste in baseball. Also, obviously the hawks just turn into birds and do it over the forest. (laughs) No, they just do it over the serpents. (laughs) That's why That's why in the beginning of the book, Zane's so unnerved when a fucking sparrow passes over the sun, because he's worried he's about to gonna poop on me. <laughs> this is how the war started. Alistair took an accidental shit on Kish's son. She's like, I'm sorry, I have to I have a cloaca. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so sorry. It just, I, I ate bad tacos last night, my bad. We should probably stop eating meat. <laughs> Darn, if only we had sphincters in our human forms. 
Oh my god. Uh, right, so I hate all of that. The ways in which, like, kids... Oh, and also, which leads me to Ray slash Sebastian is literally 12 fucking years old when he's sent as an ambassador. Who does that? <laughs> You're, again, immortal and children are precious. Why are you sending your 12-year-old son to the fucking Hawks? I don't know. Did they ever explain that? Is there no, ever a reason? he was just there. It's just there. We never learn. So... According to the the write up, they were still editing Hawk Song while they were finishing Snake Charm. So that was when Sebastian was introduced, so that he wasn't like oh, he was shoved in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's you, there's literally no reason. The reason is that he needed to be in the book. Why couldn't he have been like older? Like that'd have been creepy, but still. Yeah, that's my same question for Erica. Like, why does she have to literally be, like, 20? Yeah. They look the same forever. Just be older. Especially when, like, they're all acting like adults because they're all married and having babies. Why does it matter that they're teenagers? Yeah. Oh, also, speaking of they live forever, Nicola is like, I don't know if I can have kids again. You are 50? And you'll probably live for 200 years now that there's not a war going on. (laughs) You'll look to be 20-something forever. You're gonna, you're fine. Your uterus is gonna produce (laughs) eggs, I guess, and then you'll have a baby. Like, the fact that you only, spoilers, have one later shocks me. Yeah. (sighs) There's so much. There's so much that just feels like, well, we have to do this because plot. Oh, Danica can no longer have more than one kid. This is it. Like, if Erica had just let this baby die and saved Danica's life, saved the mother's life, she could have had more kids kids but you pointed out to me that falcons do consider babies to be precious so thank goodness we mentioned that Mm -hmm. but still it feels so ridiculous to be like uh well um i guess you're just not gonna have any more kids so that we don't have to deal with that i i understand where you're coming from because it is like it's locking in a problem (laughs) i don't mind that a whole lot because like yep That sure makes things harder for you guys. Let's see what happens. Oh, yeah. No, I appreciate that it makes things harder. I do. Um, You know what also would have made things harder in that exact moment, too, Mm -hmm. that I really wanted to have happen? Uh, Please, someone take away Zane's cobra form. Please, (laughs) Erica, have, like, I tried and I pushed the poison to your cobra form. And so it's poisoned. And if you shift into it, you'll probably die. So it's dead, Jim. That would have been so interesting to be like, Danica, you can only have one child. Zane, you're a cobra who can't shift into his full form. Any consequences, please. I guess if they ended up doing something with it, I feel like if Zane just doesn't have his form and that doesn't affect anything ever again, then it's just like, why? Well, except that you know the way that all of these fucking characters talk about like, oh, I wouldn't want a hawk on the throne. I wouldn't want a serpent on the throne. Whatever. If it was like, well, you're a cobra in name, but you can't take the cobra form. Like, you know they would have been fucking weird about that. Yeah, I feel like that's something in a story about Zane, but, like, this isn't a story about Zane. Like, This, this is... isn't a story about Zane, and that's why I was mad <laughs> that it wasn't that way. Because it was right there. I was like, oh, shit, did he lose his cobra form for a while? Oh, no, it yeah, doesn't matter. It's fine. It's not Zane's story. He passed out, and it was fixed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> what I one thing I want to mention, uh, just a pet peeve of mine, Erica slash Kel 
is established in the first book as being like, oh, she's a really good fighter. And that's weird for a sparrow, but she did so good. We're going to let her in. You know, she fucking grabbed those bootstraps and we're going to make her a member of the Royal Guard. Um, yep. And then you find out in this one, it's because she's a falcon. Right? Fuck sparrows. No, you can't possibly just be a sparrow who worked hard. <laughs> right? And then it in the fucking notes on the blog, it said... Erica's odd traits all made sense. How good she was at fighting. Like, no, she could just be a good sparrow. Right? Just let her be a sparrow who worked really hard, who then got pissed that her dad got killed. Right. And once again, it's because of the way this stupid fucking world is structured. It's more classist bullshit. Like, the only ones who can be good at things are the ones who are divinely ordained, you know? Oh, yeah. And, And Kel is not just any falcon. She is, like, the royal guard of the empress who only the four rulers of the the empire are above her. Yeah. And also, Rey is the son of one of those rulers. Like, fuck you. Yeah, I did think that a lot while I was reading that. Like, why shouldn't she just be, like, why does she have to be, like, this super high-level runaway spy falcon? Why can't she just be a falcon? <laughs> She's a fucking D&D character that someone made where you're like, fine, I guess. <laughs> right. That's your backstory. It's never going to come up, though. Like, <laughs> fuck, it came up. Uh, probably the last thing I want to mention is that I hate how i know i keep coming back to the nest but i hate that once danica is part of the nest she just sort of starts acting like she is in charge there she's like come in and it's like you're not the queen here this is this is not how this goes but aisha never says anything and even though she will absolutely raise her voice about everything i don't know why she doesn't about danica like that she didn't teach danica to defer to her when in her own fucking home it always just pulled me out, and I just wanted to note that there. Right, because uh, the book says it's Danica's turn to make a speech. I guess. So uh, take a seat, Aisha. <laughs> You're not in charge here anymore. The queen's talking. My parting shot is extremely petty and nitpicky, but I'm gonna. Oh yes, I'm gonna say Please. it because it kept pulling me out of this fucking book. You mentioned it multiple times. because i kept stopping and like having to google stuff anyway so these books take place in like 700 bc whatever that's like what fucking roman times right Mm -hmm. but there are there are so many words that these characters say that just straight up shouldn't exist like the word aplomado is spanish and was coined in like the 19th century to describe falcons the word peregrine, the name Araceli is literally Spanish for an altar to the sky or something. But like, then you have Sharsa, which is not an actual name. And and given the letters that are combined there would be from a different like ethnic origin anyway. There's so much that is so incongruous. It's just, it's just not in character enough, goddammit. <laughs> and I remember upon first, like, read of these, it had this sense that it was thousands of years ago, BC, not thousands of years ago from today. Yeah. And, like, humans were around a lot (laughs) in the 700. I'm pretty sure by that point, all of the seven wonders of the world had been created. We were everywhere. And 
it's very strange that like all of this takes place in the Mediterranean. Yeah. <laughs> and Egypt. The humans are encroaching. How do the humans not see you? And also, how do you have these words that they don't have? Even the word Mediterranean. <laughs> And then when you figure that the um, the Dasi, the 13, had been around, like, I don't know, a thousand or two thousand years ago, that makes a lot of that even weirder. <laughs> and then again, Maeve's coven was just sort of there, but off to the side a little bit. Like, yeah, they're making the pyramids across the river over here. We worship a god no one's heard of. Right. The god that is not historically chronicled anywhere. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. We kept it real quiet. I think you can skip this book. Can you? Yes, I think you can read Hawk Song and be like, that's it, I'm good. Well, I like I don't remember what the rest of the stories do, so I assume if you felt that you had to write this one before and you had to spin the epilogue into a whole fucking novella, this should be mandatory reading to understand the rest of the fucking series, huh? It should be, but it's not. Because <laughs> chances are, and we'll find out, probably book three has, like, some kind of recap, I'm assuming. <laughs> this is the second time I have read this book. Mm-hmm. I never want to read it again. <laughs> I read it in 2004. I read it in 2021. If you and I are still doing some kind of podcast in another 15 years, we're not reading this book again. <laughs> <laughs> You've already thrown it in the trash. I have thrown it. <laughs> but not the trash. But I wish... I wish I could just be a fucking strongman Hulk and just rip it in half like a phone book. (laughs) That seems like it would be extremely satisfying. I don't want to die and have someone think that I should, you know, want someone to read it. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. No, I, this is, yeah, no. I did, I did not enjoy this book. I can't even be nice about it. It was just really boring. I don't, I don't get it. I'm disappointed that it is as bad as I remember. Because I rem- I only had this vague sense of, oh god, I hate it. I threw this book across the room when I read it the first time. <laughs> That's my memory of reading this book the first time with all of these fucking plot twists where I'm just like, that doesn't even fucking make sense! <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it was still as bad, even though I went into it being like, maybe it'll be better? I don't know. Maybe I was just mad about it. Nope. Mm-hmm. I wish I hadn't read it this time. I was actually mad that we had to podcast. <laughs> I'm like, can't we just take our conversation back and forth and just post that and be like, there you go. It is funny how how quickly I am I'm back to rolling my eyes with this these fucking books where it's just like the same tropes for these all of these series that just rub right on my fucking raw nerves. You're like, I remember why I left these books behind. <laughs> well the next one is gonna be Falcon Dance. I feel like I remember that being better, but I think my memory is because the Falcons were more interesting, mm-hmm. but we know they're really fucking racist and fascist and want to destroy everything. So there's going to probably be a lot of apologetic bullshit. <laughs> this, I mean, the next one is like at the Falcon place, right? A bunch of it. Yeah. Like, okay. I remember some gal shows up and is like, Nicias or, or Nicias, it's okay. The description says we can choose either. Uh, Nicias, come back with me because you're a pure blood peregrine. Get your ass over here. That's what I remember from that one. That, like, we start off in Wyvern's Court, which is so weird to me that it's like we start there, but then we go to the Falcon Island. Like, the thing that, again, should have been the plot of this one, 
and should be the plot of the next one, we're going to leave behind once more for the Falcon plot. That is so wild to me that like, oh, before I write the story of Zane and Danica's fucking daughter, I have to tell the story of fucking Nysseus? Yeah, why? of Kel and, Seb- uh, Kel and Ray's kid. We'll find out why, I hope, I hope. I guess. We'll mm. see. We'll see. Did you really need to? We'll find out. Next time on Backlist and Chill. <laughs> so, if you don't hate us for how much we hate this book, you can find <laughs> us on Twitter at Backlist Podcast. I'm there as Olivia Hennis. How about you? I am on there as Endless underscore Run. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash Backlist and Chill. Thanks again to our wonderful Patreon supporters. Sorry, you. Raven. <laughs> Please keep writing your beautiful <laughs> fanfic because right. it makes my life worth it during this season. <laughs> right. Something good has to come out of all this. Please have Ray be assigned Falcon at birth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was another thing. I think that Ray should have been or Sebastian should have been like Sabrina and then took on Ray's form because surprise, I'm a dude and a crow at heart. You know, like I think that would have been better. Right. And not to drag us back, but I wish that anybody had asked anybody what identity they preferred to fucking fall into once the mask came off. As opposed to just the sparrow. Oops. I mean, the Falcon. Erica. Oops. I mean, like just ask. Just ask, don't assume that Ray wants to be called Ray, even though his name was originally Sebastian, but Erica definitely You'll wants to be, be called Ray Kel. to me. Well, I would really prefer if you called me Sebastian. <laughs> no, you're no, Ray. No, anyway. No. We're anyway. Done. So We're much done. we can complain about. <laughs> Thank Bye. you for listening. Thanks. <laughs> we love you. Goodbye. See you next time. <laughs>